0: About to go down. In a minute, let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all
1: night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, the Ward White.
2: Good morning and welcome to Friday, y'all. It is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Welcome into the program as we get ready to roll. This may be, this may be, this may be, this may be, this may have to go down as an extravaganza. I mean, this is going to be a heck of a show today. We, we've got a lot of folks that are going to be on this program today doing a lot of different things. We're going to have Adam Rittenberg. Um, he's the senior writer from ESP and he wrote a heck of an article, uh, on the, on the, uh, future of the big 12. And, uh, We'll talk to him about that. Uh, Baylor and Texas coming up on Saturday. Jeff Howe from Horns247Sports.com and 104.9 The Horn FM Radio is going to join us. Got to help us preview the game. Uh, Kyle Yeomans is going to talk some NFL football with us. And uh, Doc Holiday. Tell first of all, good morning to Ward. Ward, how are you, sir? Outstanding, thank you. Garrett, how are you? I'm good. Good, good. Tell us about Doc Holliday. I mean, I always thought he was the guy that said, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> Well, there's a parent. He has a doppelganger out there somewhere, and
3: this hey, guy—he's hey, wh- got what? A doppelganger. You know what a doppelganger is? Can he say that on the radio? He just did. Oh, okay, absolutely. All right. So yeah, now this guy played. Um, you sure he could say that on the radio?
4: He just did. Okay, it just did. All right. It's a little late. All we're right. gonna.
3: All right. So what we're gonna do is, Doc Holliday played for the Rams. Uh, during, he was the part of the that team that made the super bowl with Kurt Warner mm-hmm. uh he was a running Isaac run-and-back. Bruce yeah, yeah. so he, and he hosts a podcast him and Isaac Bruce host a podcast oh, as do part they really? of the uh believe network so he's going to join us to come on and preview the
4: Super greatest
2: bowl. show on turf greatest show on turf that was when they were in St. Louis yeah huh. That's never made sense to me <laughs> so well some people think that you know the the Dodgers and the Giants don't belong in California you know so i mean <laughs> I'm okay with that one. <laughs> <laughs> one's, one's Brooklyn, one's New York, Card- I mean, you know, Cardinals
4: still belonging in, in St. Louis. It, well, I
2: agree oh, okay. with that. I agree with that. I I'm telling you, I'm that was telling way you, before my time. But see, I'm just telling you, if it was up to me, we would probably still be getting around by horse and buggy. Uh, you know, I saw a commercial the other day for these electric cars. I'm like, I beg your pardon. And then, how about the car that parks itself? I don't trust do you vehicles. trust that?
3: I don't trust vehicles like that.
2: <laughs> I don't. You know, I'm just telling you things. Things wouldn't move as fast as if as they do if I was running the joint. I mean, just you know, uh, yeah. we'd have right now. We'd be broadcasting on a can, a string, and a can. I mean, you know. <laughs> mm. You'll be using real to real, yeah, absolutely. You got a razor blade and a grease pencil, and we're going to cut up a commercial. Uh, Josh Neighbors from Locked up Big Twelve is going to join us as well, so we, we've got what we think is going to be a fun one. A little later on on the program, Ward is going to going to break down the game for us. He's going to tell us why the Rams win, and then he's going to tell us why the Bengals win, and uh, and Garrett's going to cover. Some of the crazy bets that you can put some bucks down on in Vegas. So, uh, so we're we're gonna have some fun. By the way, did Ward? I know you love football. Mm-hmm. I I just wanted to be the first to tell you that there's a game that you can watch on Sunday. Just, oh, thanks. Just thought I'd pass that along. Thank you. <laughs> I did mention that Super Bowl Fifty Six is Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Just just making sure that we're all on a... On the same page, so uh, we'll talk some Baylor women's basketball as they get ready to host West Virginia. I was looking; they can, if they play like they played the other night, this could be another "we're going to run you out of the gym" type game.
3: I think it should be. I mean, when you look, Baylor is. I'm not saying they're going to. No, I know that, but I mean, if, if you just look at the the rosters, you know, Baylor's got the better team, but you're, if you get.
2: Almost twenty points from four different players. You're going to beat almost anybody. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. And again, I I go back and and talk about Queen Egbo and the fact that, I mean, not only did she have a double double, but go look. I mean, she had what seventeen, eighteen rebounds. It wasn't like she got ten and ten. Right. I mean, it was nineteen points and, and seventeen or eighteen rebounds. I mean, it was impressive. So, uh, so that that's at five o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Uh, at 11 a.m. it's Baylor and Texas. We got softball starting tonight. 5:15, over on our sister station. 101.3 Cool FM. Uh, Glenn Moore's club over in Louisiana. Natchitoches, I believe, to play in a tournament. One game today, two games tomorrow, and a single game on Sunday to start the season. All over on 101.3. And then next weekend, baseball opens. Bears will host the Terps of Maryland. Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Three games set. So... It's here. Ward Springs, spring sports are here.
4: Yeah, they are. There's no doubt about it. And it's, it's fixing to get real, real busy. If you, if you can't find something to do and you're a sports fan, there's something wrong with you.
2: Well, I know that mostly yesterday was talking Baylor golf. I think they're off and running. Tennis has been playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so folks, there's spring sports all over the place. And then of course our high schools are playing softball and baseball and all over the place.
4: And not to mention, we're just uh, a few weeks away from spring football.
2: How about that? Yeah. As we approach high school playoffs in basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot of stuff going on. And I did mention we got a football game Sunday, right? Yes, you did. Okay. What are you laughing at? (laughs) It's the St. Louis slash L.A. Rams. No, it is the L.A. Rams, sir. Okay. It's not the (laughs) St. Louis slash? No. There's no slash in there? Never belonged. (laughs) The L.A. Rams, how about that? They're back in L.A. They started in L.A. Mm -hmm, They did, went to St. Louis, and now they're back in L.A. How about the Raiders? Now there's a team that that just kind of drifting. I mean, they started in Oakland, went to Los Angeles, went back to Oakland, and now they're in Vegas. I
4: think they had two stints in L.A. I
3: think they did. I think they went back and forth like that.
4: Yeah, they went. They were Oakland. They were the L.A. Rams. They went back to Oakland. They went back to L.A. Then they went back to Oakland, I think, if I'm not mistaken. You
2: think they made two trips to Los Angeles? I think they did. I'm not
4: sure, but I think they did.
2: Well, everybody gets enamored with Los Angeles because there's so many people there. But there's so much stuff to do, and it's never cold, that people go do other things rather than attend games. It's (laughs) not that they're not fans, but they just don't attend games. Mm -hmm. I think they had the same issue in in San Diego uh, with the Chargers who which, are now in Los Angeles which don't belong. <laughs> Go back to San Diego where you belong, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I don't know. All right, uh 707 Any, So you guys played your Madden games last night? You played the Super Bowl? Absolutely did. And are we can we talk about the results? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, how did you
4: do? I uh LA won 27 to
2: 14. You cheated. No. Okay. I didn't. How, how did it go with you? Uh, the Bengals won thirty-one twenty-eight. Oh, it was a close, competitive game. But the Bengals and the best player on the field, Joe Burrow, won the game, huh? They did. I, I, I look.
3: I, I'm all for Joe Burrow, but I still Aaron Donald's the best player on that field.
0: <laughs> I
2: just thought I, I, just thought I'd slide that in. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, if ESPN says he's the best player, then you, you can take it to the bank because ESPN's never wrong. Okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well,
3: ah, they're wrong quite a bit.
2: But, yeah. <laughs> I'm riding with Donald on that one. All right. That's who they had, by the way. Okay, they had Donald as, as the best player. I think they ranked the top 53 players. I think they put their all Super Bowl team together. You know, so yeah. and and there you go. All right, uh, let's see what else is going on. It, it is Friday. It's Friday, so Ward, big weekend plans? Yes. There's a football game. It, stop it. <laughs> so how, have you decided how this is going to be viewed? Yeah. And I know it's going to be on the television, so don't say that. But, I mean, I, I, are you going to? No, no. No, you're not, you're, no. you're not. The word going not in the vocabulary? No,
4: it's not in the vocabulary. It's, it's hunkered down. Watch it and enjoy it. And Garrett
2: can't watch the game because he's got to, like, cook dinner and, and get no, flowers no, 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 together no, no. since it's an anniversary. No, and, no, no. No?
3: We're just going to get some food and watch the game.
2: Get some wings.
3: I'm, man, it's either going to be wings or crawfish. I'm really wanting some crawfish.
2: Well, Just two blocks away and you got I know, it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> from two blocks from your house. Uh, all right, so there you go. You know, on our CNC Collision Center text line, let us know who you think wins. The, today's – I mean, this is, your, this is your last chance. And, and you know – I'm pretty jazzed about about the commercials. I, I want to see uh, the commercials. Uh, I I hope we have a creative year for Super Bowl commercials because you know those linger on for uh, you know sixty days or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I mean they'll 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 roll they'll roll with those guys for a while so. Okay, top references. This is Jeff, and I'm just going to read this on the fly. Top references to the Super Bowl commercials from yesterday. I actually came across an ESPN app. Jeff, I don't want to see (laughs) them. I want to see them when the game is on. We've talked, Jeff. Come on. He's trying to get you ahead of the game.
4: Some people want to see them, though.
2: Before? Yeah, they do. Some people can't wait.
4: Have some patience, people. Hey, what do we say all the time? We're in an instant gratification world. Well, just that, patience, a fact. patience that's, is
2: gone. Yeah, that's not part of the equation anymore. That that is a fact. Jeff, tell us. Uh, t- uh, shoot us a note back. Tell us who wins the game. We want to know who you think wins the game. Our CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. 254-662-1660. This is Game Time presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And oh, by the way, don't forget this afternoon, we uh, will have Matt Mosley broadcasting live from the uh, the big cell at the uh, at the McClellan County Livestock Show, Junior Livestock Show, over at the uh, Extra Cool Event Center. And uh, Matt will be over there and I'll be joining him by 4 to 6 this afternoon for the uh for the big sale so it should be a lot of fun and uh, you can come join us they got a big dinner at 5 5 30 something like that and then the show uh, i think the sale starts around 6 30 your chance to uh, get back to the kiddos on McClendon county uh this month it's man we're talking we're talking football a lot of football with the super bowl and all that good stuff and uh we invite you to go by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, and you could check out some great vehicles during the Start Something New sales event. We're talking about. The uh, 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. Or maybe you uh, you want to check out uh, one of the great Jeeps that's, that are in stock. How about the Jeep Grand Cherokee? Just a couple of the great vehicles available at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now, you know, as we've said a million times, they got uh, not only a, gr- a great line, Uh, vehicles for you to check out in the new vehicle department, but they've also got pre-owned vehicles and they got an unbelievable service department. It it is a complete, complete automotive, uh, situation for you. Uh, and and again, yeah, they want to sell you a car. That's what they do, but they want to sell you a car and then they want to build a relationship with you. They want you, as you go through your, your walk through life to say, you know what? Hey, it's time for a new vehicle. Let's go to Alan Samuels. And, and, and that's what the, that's, they want to build that relationship that is long-term and lasting. And how do you do that? Well, you, you you provide a great product at a great price and then great service after the fact. And that's what you're going to get at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Now, hey, you can go by there and you can check them out and uh you in uh and take a look around. And you can also go online at com. That's com. And you can check out all of the great vehicles. At Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business.
6: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike Point. Mostly sunny on this Friday, and it's going to be a beautiful day. A very warm day, too, with highs topping out at 77 degrees. Mostly clear skies. Tonight we drop to 43, and tomorrow a cold front moves through. That means we'll see a mix of sun and clouds, temperatures only in the lower 50s, and very windy conditions. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather
1: recently on the John Moore Show.
5: Grant Fraschilla, our guest, ESPN color analyst, best in the country at uh, doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. It's
7: all cyclical. Everything in college basketball the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12 analytically is either one or two. John Moore's
1: weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
8: The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act.
7: WITH TAX SEASON
8: APPROACHING, ARE YOU
7: WONDERING HOW NEW LAWS COULD AFFECT YOUR FINANCIAL PORTFOLIO? I'M JOE KALEO WITH THE KALEO WEALTH MANAGEMENT GROUP. IF YOU'RE UNSURE ABOUT THE EFFECT TAX LEGISLATION COULD HAVE ON YOUR WEALTH, WE CAN HELP YOU DEVELOP A PLAN THAT WITHSTANDS CHANGE NO MATTER WHAT THE SEASON.
9: KALEO WEALTH MANAGEMENT IS A CENTRAL TEXAS TEAM OF UBS FINANCIAL SERVICES, MEMBER FINRA SIPC. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly, Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket, even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly.
8: Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a Clennon County Judge campaign.
10: At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is,
2: All right, 718, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, 48 degrees this morning, headed to 78. So how in the hell do you dress? I mean, do you put on a coat and then have some shorts underneath? Uh, I I mean, what do you do? Uh, yeah, well, uh, Gary, you're always in shorts. It doesn't matter. But it, it is crazy. We're, we're at 48 headed to 78. All right, let's uh, let's let's talk some football here and, and let's talk some college athletics as we welcome into the program the uh, ESPN senior writer, Adam, Adam Rittenberg. And Adam wrote an article about the, the future of the Big 12. Great read, by the way, on ESPN and ESPN. Plus. And, and Adam, we appreciate your time this morning. How are you, sir?
11: I'm doing great. You guys should move up to Chicago. i just only get, going to get up to 40 today. So. <laughs> no, Wardrobe we'll change. I'm all do, in. I, I'm, I'm in
2: in August when it's 105 here. Uh, talk a little bit about the article. And let's begin with back in back in the summer when all this started happening. What was your first impression when you heard that Texas and Oklahoma were headed to the SEC.
11: Sure. I mean I was shocked like everybody that uh, that it happened and uh you know just the way it happened and it certainly uh you know cast a a real cloud over the Big 12 which is a league that has you know kind of been on thin ice before and people wondered about its viability but now that you that the league was going to lose its two uh, most recognizable and historic brands and and in Oklahoma its most most successful team recently it was just hard to see a path forward for the Big 12 and uh and then really since then a lot of positive things have happened. It was a, a really good season in some ways for the Big Twelve, despite not making the playoff in terms of the teams that did well. You know, those are the teams that are gonna stick around. That's Baylor, that's Oklahoma State, uh some of the other teams that won their bowl games. And then um and certainly the teams that they added, uh when you when you break them down and see what they've done really over a substantial time period, uh, you know, in terms of BYU, UCF, Houston and obviously Cincinnati. Um, I, I think there was a sense of optimism, so that's what one of the reasons I wanted to, to do this piece. You know, I, I'd been talking with Coach Gundy a little bit at Oklahoma State, and um, you know he he really wanted to get out there and talk about their their, their plans for the future. I mean, there's there's a momentum now. Uh, you know how how long it lasts uh, is is questionable, but I think there's a sense of hey, let's let's go all in on on, on donations and and trying to ramp up uh, excitement and, and fundraising and those types of things. To, uh, to get ready for whenever that moment comes when OU and Texas depart the league.
2: Adam, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, caught a lot of grief, and I, in, in, in some cases rightfully so. Uh, you know, there was conversation he should not have been caught off guard. I mean, he just stood up at the podium uh, at uh, at uh, Big 12 media days and said that he didn't see any of this coming. There was all kinds of things. So he was catching a lot of grief, but I think you also have to give him a lot of credit. He moved. He moved decisively. He moved swiftly to, to basically save this conference.
11: I think yes they they had to um there there was certainly pressure to do something after those members left now it's important to remember and you guys I think probably will remember this that about five years ago the big twelve did explore expansion they they had uh consultants that presented them with a lot of these same options uh, for potential expansion, and they chose not to so you know that's obviously part of the record Does't mean that they were right or wrong necessarily, but um they had reviewed a lot of these teams before. As expansion options and and decided to stay at uh, at ten uh, this time they were more decisive uh, and again, I think some of those schools and members, at least in football, had improved their profile since the last time that they looked at them. you know even you look at Houston, for example, not just in football but the investments they 've made in uh, basketball and coming off of a Final Four appearance, and you know, with with their arena and everything, so I think they were a more attractive option this time around. And so, you know, I, I think it was a, 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 the moves that the Big 12 had to make uh, for the time being. You know, it, it's just tough when you, know, you see the SEC put out their revenue numbers yesterday. You know, the Big 12 is not going to approach that, uh, no matter what happens here going forward. But it's it's, it's mostly about mitigating the loss of Texas and OU uh, and how that impacts the league. And I I do think that those uh, expansion moves uh, are are a positive step towards doing that.
4: Adam, do you think that, you know, with the new faces of the the Big 12, whoever it might be, Baylor, Oklahoma State, whoever steps in and and takes that, with the addition of the teams that they added, are they going to be a viable contender as far as part of the conversation as one of the big dog conferences going forward?
11: Well, I think it depends on your definition. I, 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 mean, I, I mean, it's obviously looking at right now. We still have a 14 playoff, but I, I think in the near future, somewhat near future, <laughs> it'll be an expanded system. So to, to have a team in the playoff, I, I do think the Big 12 will, will will be in the playoff. Will they have two teams in the playoff? I think that's probably the the realistic goal for the for the conference. I think that's also possible, depending on uh, how those teams transition. I mean, remember, guys, TCU was 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 basically Cincinnati. When they came into the big 12, they were the preeminent group of five program. And it, you know, by yeah, 2014, they had that good year, but it's, it's been a little bit up and down for TCU. They haven't dominated the big 12. Like they dominated the mountain West or conference USA or all those other, other leagues that they were in, uh, when, when before they made that jump. So, and, and in talking to the athletic directors and coaches in those schools that are coming in there, they understand that they, you know, that's why they're preparing now. They're, they're, they're drumming up support and investments because it's, it's going to be a change for them. So, uh, but, but I think to, to your point, I think if that's the goal, to get into the playoff every year, to have multiple teams uh, most years, I think that's certainly realistic. If, if you're talking about winning national championships, it's going to be tough because there's some metrics that work against the Big 12, namely the recruiting. And, 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 and you look at the, the elite-level recruits. More of those players are going to the SEC than any other conference. And that's why you're having different SEC teams win national championships. Ohio State's able to compete at that level. You know, maybe a handful of other programs. We'll see what Lincoln Riley does out at USC. Uh, is there a Big 12 team in, in the new model, the new group, that's able to assemble a, a talented enough roster to compete for a national championship? I think mean, that's where I still have some doubt.
3: Adam, football really drives the bus here, but with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, it's not just the football that's going away. They're solid across the board in sports. When you look at the other four teams coming in, I mean, maybe BYU, is that the best bet to bring in a solid athletic competition across the board?
11: Well, I, I, think, I think Houston too. I mean, Houston made a Final Four last year, and they, they've been a team that's you know, somewhat consistently won uh, you know, 9, 10, 11 games, and last year they won 12 games. And really, you know, it was part of the story. Looking up the records over the last ten or fifteen years in football, at least these programs have done better than Texas. I mean, Texas is not a a, a a valuable football addition if you're just looking at the last ten years. Whereas Cincinnati certainly is. UCF, BYU has a couple of top twenty finishes. Houston has had some really good seasons here in the last ten years. So um, you know, across the board athletically, uh, you know, there's going to be a transition there. I think BYU is is probably the program that's maybe closest to, uh, you know, being in in the power five across the board, but Cincinnati's got great basketball tradition that goes back decades and decades. Um, You know, UCF is, uh, is still building in its other sports, but it's a relatively new school. I mean, they weren't, they only became a a college in the, in the sixties. So they they don't have, they haven't been around as long as some of these others, but I think in football, again, uh, there, there may be some initial hiccups just playing a, a Big 12 schedule, a Power Five schedule, but 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 there's a lot of uh, elements of these programs that already are Power Five like in terms of their facilities. You know, BYU draws more than a lot of Big 12 schools or Pac 12 schools or, or even Big Ten schools in terms of uh, their, their their attendance. And so there's a lot of elements that are already there. But what can they invest in now to prepare for actually being in a Power Five conference?
2: Oklahoma, fair or unfair, Oklahoma and Texas have, have been the face of, of this conference. Is Who who will be the face of the conference moving forward? And is it necessary that one of these schools kind of ascends to that position?
11: Well, I, I do think that you, you want to have a, a reference point for, for a league whenever you think about it. And, and again, I think the two schools that have the best chance to do so are the two that just met in the Big 12 championship game. And that's Baylor and, and Oklahoma State. You know, Baylor... Is the only other school to win multiple Big 12 championships during the uh, during the CFP era, uh, other than Oklahoma. Texas obviously didn't do that. So, um, I, but I, in talking to Coach Gundy at Oklahoma State, you know he wants to be that kingpin, and and he feels that because they have won consistently over a 15 year span. And they have, I mean, they are tenth nationally guys in wins and winning percentage in the last 15 years. And so the the issue for them is that they haven't won the league. They've only won it once. And so they need to take a step. It's why he wants to kind of tell their story more and jump, uh, go generate more support. He thinks that that Oklahoma state uh, can can be doing better in certain areas, marketing and, 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 and really honestly sees Clemson. He talked to me about that as a model. I mean, Clemson, you know, from like 20, 2000 to 2014 was kind of Oklahoma State. They would make the top 25. They'd occasionally compete for the ACC. And then, at, beginning in 2015, they took a significant jump in terms of their investment and in performance as a program. And then they started making the College Football Playoff every year, and obviously winning a couple of national championships. So I think that's uh, a program that I, I, you know, I know that Oklahoma State looks at. Maybe Baylor looks at uh, that program or others that have taken that jump. But I, I really think those two in terms of their coaching, in terms of their administration, in terms of their money, are in the best position possible to compete.
4: Adam, I know only time will tell, but how much parity or how much competitive balance do you think this new league will have?
11: I think it'll be phenomenal. And, you know, I I think, you know, this year we saw some of that with Oklahoma, you know, maybe not running away with the conference like they have uh, at times in the past. But you look at once those teams transition in, and if it's not too rocky for them, um, you know, you, you just look at you just look at the, the the recent track record and how they recruit and how they play. And I think this is another important point: is that you know the Big 12 has pivoted away from you know just crazy offense and no defense and uh, not mu- not much of a presence in the NFL draft on the defensive side to to a more legitimate style. That's something Mac Rhodes, Baylor AD, told me for this piece: is that this is not a video game conference; this is a real legitimate conference with the coaches that they have, the style of, of, of play that they have, you know, e- even coaches that are more associated with offense, you know, such as Mike Gundy, such as Dana Holgerson, uh, have, have, have much more balanced teams. I think that's a really positive sign for the conference going forward. But in terms of competitive balance, I think it's going to be there. It has been there to a degree, but it should be even more so when these four come in.
2: Great article on the new look Big Twelve, Adam Rittenberg, the uh, senior writer from ESPN. Hey, Adam, we appreciate your time today. Great article, and and thanks so much for for spending some time with us this morning.
11: You bet. Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Talk to you soon. That is Adam Rittenberg. I I, I highly recommend you go read it. It, it. it really is a great piece. A lot of lot of information, and and, and he's right. I mean, my gunny's out there, you know, beating beating the drum, and and. Uh, it, Look, this is you know this is going to be an interesting league. This is going to be we're in an interesting time on a lot of fronts as we move forward uh, when it comes to not only the Big Twelve but just college athletics in general. And, and I thought it was a great article.
3: It really was, and I think it's a, a really sound point that Baylor and Oklahoma State likely are the front, mm-hmm. the, the new faces. And you mentioned it this morning when we were talking. How many times was Bob Bowlesby here this year at Baylor yeah. football games? I mean, it's like he attached himself to Mac Roads. And the Oklahoma State AD, and
2: said, "This is y'all's. Ride it. take it." Well, and, and just stop at the. And he talked about, com, you know, the competitiveness of of these programs. Well, right here in River City, you have the Big Twelve Conference champion football team and the Sugar Bowl champion, and then you have the defending national champion. And then you, on the women's basketball side, you got a program that's won, you know, a handful of national championships. It, 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 look, there's a lot of winning that's going on in, in this town, and. And he's right. I mean, if Oklahoma State wants to be a part of that thing, they've got to, you know, look, they've always been Oklahoma's little brother. I mean, they have. And that's just, that's just the way its is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is. 7-31, uh, we're going to preview the Baylor-Texas matchup. We're going to do that coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Recently
5: on the John Moore Show. The great Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers. This doesn't translate well on radio, but I texted you a picture. What's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture?
0: I thought, it, I said, like, it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's body with a Baylor warm-up. That's, That's right. That's right. And I know all of Huggins' brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggins' brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggins' brother than Huggins' brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: great. Well, that is Henry Witt, Jr. He runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. And he is maybe
1: not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but but like he could be his brother. I mean, it could absolutely be his brother. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
10: At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment. Equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is.
4: Halmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at halmet.com waco Careers. HowMet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco apply today
2: sell your home in five days the brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home they're your connection to buyers from not only around central texas but also nationally if you're going to sell your home there's only one real estate agent you should trust and that's aaron ryan at the brokerage house realtors aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers for more information visit five days to that's five days ESPN Radio
1: Sports Center.
7: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by Asco Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Super Bowl weekend has started with the NFL honoring some of its best performers. The Cowboys Micah Parsons is the defensive rookie of the year and Dan Quinn, the assistant coach of the year. Aaron Rodgers is once again the league MVP. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred says the two sides have come to terms on three issues. There will now be a draft lottery. The designated hitter will be league-wide, and draft choice compensation has been eliminated. The two sides meet again tomorrow. The SEC generated over $770 million. Each school will receive a share slightly less than $55 million each. A baseball doubleheader at Bosque River Ballpark today, the Highlanders host Midland with the first pitch scheduled for noon. Sports Center,
1: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: 7:35, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey fellas, did I mention that there's a game Sunday? Big football game. Yes, you did. Okay, just I'm just trying to remember. Sometimes you you forget. Uh, let, let's uh, let's talk some basketball this morning. Let's welcome into the program from Horns Two Four Seven Sports and from One Hundred Four Point Nine FM, the Horn, the flagship station for the Texas Longhorns. Jeff Howe, Jeff. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Hello, Jeff. Did we lose, Jeff? Show when he's there. Let's try them again. <laughs> let's try them again. Texas and, and Baylor coming up Ward uh, on Saturday morning. It's an eleven o'clock. It's an eleven o'clock uh, tip and uh, ten thirty on the pregame. So, uh, we'll we'll have it right here for you on ESPN Central Texas tomorrow morning with uh, John and Pat. So, uh, do we do we have Jeff? I th- let's see if we got Jeff. You, good morning. How are you?
12: Uh technology's awesome, Tom. Especially in the morning. <laughs> I guess, so I'm really good.
2: <laughs> How are you this morning, man? We appreciate your time. Hey, let's uh, let's dive right into this thing. I, and I didn't know this, but it you know, we talk about the strength of the league all the time, but man alive, Texas is playing their fifth game against a uh, a top 20 opponent and uh through the first four, they've done quite well at 3 and 1.
12: Yeah, they they did have the game in Lubbock uh against Texas Tech, which I think, you know, everybody's talked about that one and then the atmosphere up there. Uh, for Chris Beard's return to uh, to the South Plains. But, yeah, I mean, even stepping out of conference for the Big Club SEC Challenge, uh, everybody was excited. Oh, you, you know, it's Rick Barnes' return home, and he gets one last game in the Irwin Center. And I was thinking, you guys realize Tennessee's a, a, a top-20 team. This is a pretty good team that's coming in here to play Texas. And, you know, we met with uh, Chris Beard and Trey Mitchell yesterday, Tom, and, and I think this is a Texas team that, it's taken them a while to get to this point, and I don't want to say that they've they've turned a corner or, or they're ready to take kind of the upward trajectory that a lot of people, myself included, thought this team would take. But the, the vibe you get around this team is guys have really started to figure out and understand their roles. And, and that was the big thing when you add so many guys from the portal. There's so much new with a new coaching staff and a new way of doing things. That was the big question with this team. When are they really going to start to figure that out and be in a position to maybe get on that upward trajectory? It feels like they're starting to get there right now.
2: Hey, Jeff, how different is this team this year compared to teams in in years past?
12: Uh, There's a lot of differences, Tom. I I think stylistically is where it starts. You know, is smart. Um, you know, he, he and Chris Beard could not be more opposite uh, in terms of how they view offense. Uh, you went from an offensive system that had no structure under Shaka Smart to one that uh, it's almost like if Chris Beard watched Hoosiers, he felt like there could maybe be one more pass to be had. Uh, so it's it, it is worlds different, but I think guys are starting to understand Look, yeah, the motion offense it's people could say it's antiquated or whatever, but I think guys understand, look, if you just move without the ball, if you set really good screens uh, you're going to get yourself shot, so uh, it feels like guys are starting. Andrew Jones, specifically, Tom, I think he's the one that it's really been a big change for him going from a system under Shaka Smart where uh, it was a lot of ISO ball, and, and he could take guys to the whole one-on-one and try to break guys down off the dribble. I think him getting used to just being able to move without the ball and understanding that that in and of itself is going to get you good shots. I, I think he's probably had the biggest adjustment out of anybody in terms of the culture change. I, I think uh, where Shaka Smart and Chris Beard are similar, Tommy. It's just defensively how they view uh defense, how they want to play defense. But again, the teams are built different. You know, you look at Shaka's teams uh uber athleticism down low. I mean you look at how that Texas team last year was built with Jericho Sims and Greg Brown and Kai Jones. Uh you know, you had human pogo sticks down low. I think Chris Beard, it's really more of a balanced attack. And then you're maybe you're not gonna see uh, you know, the the six ten Uber athletic guy that can jump out of the gym, but I, I think if Chris beard had a blueprint for the kind of guys he wanted or he wants to recruit uh, I think Timmy Allen might be that blueprint you know multi multi faceted guys position versatile guys uh that are you know six six five to six seven uh that can defend multiple positions that can fill multiple roles on offense uh so it's just uh stylistically i think is is where in terms of philosophy in terms of what kind of players they're looking for. Uh, it's two guys that just want to build it two totally different ways.
4: Jeff, what do you think the biggest factor is for this team to get them to where this is all getting into that melting pot? It's all coming together under Chris Beard. Is it just the time on the floor that's been able to do it, or is there one thing that stands out that, that has brought this thing together and, and see this team playing as a unit?
12: I think time on the floor is a big part of it, Ward, but I think there's had to be an understanding, and I think it's one thing to preach this than one thing to talk about it and one thing to do it. When you look at this team, when they've been at their best, they're able to hammer down, clamp down on defense, and turn defense into offense. And this is a team that still, uh, if you can get Texas in a game where you're having them set up in a half court a lot and having them go through that motion offense, uh, you, you take your chances with that. Where Texas and where they were really good against Kansas the other night was creating live ball turnovers and scoring off said live ball turnovers. So I just think it's a it's a philosophical change. Like it's not, you know, getting blocked shots and steals are great, but if you're not converting them into offense, uh, really what good is it doing? So I think just that change, guys are really starting to understand the importance of points off turnovers. And specifically, if you get live ball turnovers, you've got to score off of them. So, again, this is going to be a team, again, when they've been at their best, uh, they've been able to hold their own in terms of rebounding. You know, this Texas team, it's not a great rebounding team, uh, but you know, you look the other night, you know, you get seven offensive rebounds from Christian Bishop, and I think that's the other part too, Ward. I think there's just an understanding with this Texas team now. It's not going to be just one guy that dominates the ball on offense or one guy that's just cleaning the glass night after night. It's got to be different guys on different nights and based on matches, and that's the challenge for Chris Beard is based on matchups, based on what the opponent shows you. How do you tinker your lineup to get the most out of it? That's that's an asset Texas has in terms of some of the versatility they've got that I really don't think they've had a handle on how to maximize it. But we've seen during this little run here, uh, kind of starting coming off of that those, those losses they had. They had a road loss to Oklahoma State early in conference play, a road loss at Iowa State. Really coming off that Iowa State loss, it feels like Chris Beard, based on the opponent, has done a better job of figuring out the right rotation and then who needs to be on the floor and who doesn't.
3: Jeff, uh, at Baylor's last game against K-State, they did a really good job of slowing the game down, working inside out to kind of alleviate some of that pressure off the shorthanded guards. When you see that style of play coming into this game, how do the Longhorns match? I mean, you talked about Bishop right there. He had a solid game against Kansas the other night. How does Texas match up in the paint if Baylor takes that same approach this time around?
12: Yeah, uh, I'll be honest, not not great. Uh, you know, Trey Mitchell, you know, again, I, I talked about him. He had 12 points uh, in the win over Kansas, including the, the banked in three there at, at the end. But, you know, it, it, most of his points came from the foul line. And I think Kansas in that sense is a good matchup for Texas because, uh, just kind of stylistically the way the Texas bigs are. Uh, if you can pull a guy like Mitch Lightfoot or David McCormick away from the basket and get them in foul trouble, uh, you're right where you want to be playing a team like Kansas. Obviously Baylor's not going to do that. It's going to be a much different matchup. So, uh, you know, Christian Bishop, I'll say this though. I talk about, it's not going to be one guy night after night. He's just been that guy the last few games. He's given them a lot of juice off the bench. Uh, and, and again, seven offensive rebounds in that win over Kansas. Uh, the other Texas and, and Timmy Allen, Uh, I think anybody that just loves old school basketball, uh, the mid-range game is alive and well with Timmy Allen's on the floor. I mean, most of his shot, uh, if he's not catching it on the block and and either playing with his back to the basket or facing the basket, he has no problem pulling up and taking that 10, 12-foot jump shot, and and he's been really good at it this year. Um, So Timmy Allen gives them a little versatility, but I think overall when you look at the Texas bigs, uh, again, it's a very different front court than the way Texas has been built the last few years. Uh Shaka Smart relied more on athleticism. Chris Beard wants uh guys again that can play multiple positions. But uh as good as Bishop has been lately and as good as Timmy Allen was against Kansas, this is still a Texas front court. Uh you kinda don't know what you're gonna get from Trey Mitchell night tonight. And then Dylan is a guy that led the SEC in rebounds per game last year at Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, he's still uh, you know, about a year recover a year into this uh recovery from an ACL injury. Dylan has given them very little, so they're still kind of waiting on him. To come along so i i think it boils down to that texas front court is still very much a work in progress uh if christian bishop can get uh that they can get a little more consistency out of christian bishop i think that'll help them figure out how to best use trey mitchell and then maybe figure out what they're going to get from dylan to Sue at any point this year
2: hey jeff what are you uh, what are you working on for horns 247 right now yeah,
12: obviously uh, getting ready for this game tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, we're a week out, Tom, next Friday. Uh, Texas, the number one-ranked team in the country in baseball, uh, they get started with a three-game series against Rice, so we're getting ramped up for baseball season. Always talking football, football recruiting. Uh, that That's the season that never sleeps. So uh, we're covering all bases. Uh, I- I'll tell you what, I, in terms of the winter workouts that Texas, which is what I think a lot of the fans want to know, is kinda, and, and it really – the main information coming out of winter workouts is, Hey, how are those newcomers doing? Uh, Isaiah Nayor, the transfer wide receiver they took from Wyoming. Uh, he's been everything he's been built up to be. And then some, I think when you look at this guy's numbers, he could be a perfect compliment to Xavier Worthy. So we've got a, a story right now on the site that really details kind of his journey. And then very rarely, you know, Tom, it's, It's funny, with all the tools that kids have now to market themselves as recruits with with huddle and and the the proliferation of camps and seven-on-sevens, it's it's harder and harder to find diamonds in the rough. Uh, But this kid was one that completely flew under the radar, and we get into why that happened, how that happened, and how maybe Texas can benefit from that now.
2: Hey, Jeff, thanks. Appreciate your time. Uh, Have a great day. Keep keep Craig in check. I know that's a full-time job, but uh, we appreciate your time, and have a great day.
12: I don't have a high enough pay grade to, to take <laughs> care of that, Tom, as you know. So, uh, I'll, but I'll do my
2: best. Talk to you soon. Jeff Howe from Horns 247 Sports. 746, it's uh, 14 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And we are brought to you in part by our good friends at ProStar Rental. ProStar Rental has a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. They have a bobcat Equipment to rent, including a skid steer loaders. And don't forget, they also rent bulldozers. Learn more at ProStarRental.com. That's ProStarRental.com. We talk Super Bowl 56. Coach Ward Weitz breaks it down for us next here on ESPN Central Texas.
13: Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
2: The
5: Baylor Women back home in the Farrell Center Saturday, hosting West Virginia. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor West
13: Virginia. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor Women's Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. My house
9: says-
4: Weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for 8 consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews
9: i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct
3: being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps which equals up to about 10 miles a day it's tough i really didn't have feet problems i had back problems i had had as many epidurals that i could possibly have in one year that was scary Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six
7: years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their arch supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith
10: actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way.
2: The people at the Good Feet store
3: really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do, and lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, have no clue. I'm Keith, and
5: that's my Goodfeet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store.
4: Goodfeet Waco and Central Texas marketplace, across from
1: Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Super Bowl weekend has started with the NFL honoring some of its best performers. The Cowboys' Micah Parsons is the Defensive Rookie of the Year and Dan Quinn, the Assistant Coach of the Year, Aaron Rodgers is once again the league MVP. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred says the two sides have come to terms on three issues. There will now be a draft lottery. The designated hitter will be league-wide, and draft choice compensation has been eliminated. The two sides meet again tomorrow. The SEC generated over $770 million. Each school will receive a share slightly less than $55 million each. A baseball doubleheader at Bosque River Ballpark today, the Highlanders host Midland with the first pitch scheduled for noon.
1: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay stand by. Now from the Allen Samuel Studios.
2: 750 10 away from 8. This is Game Time with Tom Warden Garrett. Super Bowl 56 coming up Sunday evening. It's the Bengals and the Rams from SoFi. And uh, we, we, we started talking about this earlier in the week. And one of the things I wanted Ward to do for us, uh, some X's and O's on this game. So, Ward, walk us through the Rams win the football game because the Bengals win the football game because...
4: Well, you know, you look at the Rams and the reason why they went out and got Jalen Ramsey, the reason why they got Von Miller and Matthew Stafford is just for this reason to go and have an opportunity to play for a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and win a Super Bowl championship. So the the onus is on the Rams more than it is the Bengals right now. This is a win now situation for the Rams and for the Bengals it's hey, let's just go out and play and have fun and see what happens. I mean, it's not you know, we have to win now. This is the team on the uprise. It's not a team that went and purchased a team for this exact reason. You know, the best player on the field is going to be Donald. And Aaron Donald is a guy that you have to give him and put him in a situation where he can eat, where he can thrive. And that doesn't mean necessarily he has to be uh, on the interior. He doesn't have to be an inside rush guy. Because of his speed and his strength, he can go to the edge and he can be an edge rusher. So like we saw what Dallas did with Micah Parsons, they can move him around – from the end to the inside and just give some situations and give matchups with that offensive line from Cincinnati. If they can do that and give him a chance to be an edge rusher, be him a chance to get on the inside and and avoid that double team. If he can do that, there's going to be a lot of success for that D line. And that's going to be a key in this game. How does the offensive line of Cincinnati match up with the D line of uh, the Rams? Because that's, That's going to be very, very tricky for Cincinnati. It's going to be a tall task. You know, you you look at having Aaron Donald. Well, don't forget about Von Miller out there as well. I mean, he's going to make some havoc as well. So, you know, the D line is much better than the O line of Cincinnati. There's no doubt about that. There's no hiding that. And so that's a reason why I think the Rams have a really good chance. Uh, The Bengals also struggle on third down, and third and long is a situation for them. Six or longer – Joe was 0-5 against the Chiefs last week, 2-7 overall, even when they ran the ball. So third and long, if you can get them in third and six or longer, it benefits the Rams immensely. So that that's going to be something that you keep an eye on. If they can force him into third and six or more, it favors the Rams as well on the defensive side. On the offense, the Rams just have to stretch the field. If they can stretch the field with Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham, And what I mean by that is get them out on some vertical patterns. It'll open up everything else on the inside and give them an opportunity. Just let them know that these guys can stretch the field on them, and the Bengals have to do something to adjust that, get some help over top or do something else, and that will open up those inside routes and the the running back as well. And, look, Cup is the go-to guy. Get the ball in his hands, let him get the yak yards, and the deep shots will allow the Rams to do that. Let him run some underneath after you go to the deep shots. He can do both of those situations. So if you can do that for the Rams, that weighs in their favor, and I think that that's the recipe for them to win the game. Back to the defense, uh, play pass coverage. The D-line will be uh, give you an opportunity. But so if the if you're going to do that, the Bengals are going to try those short routes. And if the Bengals are going to try those short routes, you, you better eliminate that. And one way you can eliminate that is find a way to get into some man-to-man press coverage and then bracket Jamar Chase. When you can do that, uh, don't let him beat you. That's the guy that they're going to try to beat you with. They want to get him into situations where it's one-on-one and be able to do that. Well, if if you're going to do that, you got to find a way to also offset that, get your linebackers involved in coverage as well, and that will give the Rams a chance to be that. For the Bengals, their chance to win – Well, look, again, they've got nothing to lose. So they're going to be playing very, very loose. If they can get into that short route rhythm game that we were talking about just a minute ago, that gives them the best opportunity to win. Move the chains, keep it going, get the high rhythm attack going. If they can do that to the Rams defense, that puts them the the, the best possibility to win. And take the pressure off uh, Joe Burrow by doing that and put it on the Rams cornerbacks. Make them play that press coverage. Make them try to bracket. Make them try to do some different things in coverage that opens that passing game up for them. That's the way the Bengals should attack this ball game, and they're going to have to try to be able to do that. Now, look, they're going to have to run the ball some just to keep them honest and get inside, and Joe Mixon is capable of doing that, but you can't just dive into the middle of that line. You've got to find a way to get some repass options with him and let him get outside and involve him in the passing game. You have to get him involved in the passing game to try to open up that game on the inside for you to try to keep those chains moving. I I think this is not a big play game for the Bengals. This is a consistent game where they have to just churn out the yards, eat the clock, make your offense work a little bit harder to get it done. And In the long run, I think that behooves them because of the fact they're keeping that offense of the Rams off the field. You're also tiring out that defense by being able to do that. So if they can do that, that would uh, be the Rams. Make the Rams – one-dimensional, and take the runaway with the interior line of the of, of the Bengals. If you can do that, take the runaway, make Matthew Stafford beat you. I know he's capable of doing that. He's got a lot of weapons, but if they get into a situation where they are stretching the field and they are being able to get Cup in and get him some yak yards and moving the chains with him, and then they can run the football, that's going to be detrimental to the Bengals. They're not going to be able to slow that offense down So you've got to be able to take the run away with that interior line. That'll also free up your linebackers to drop back in coverage, and when they can help out in coverage, the Bengals are a lot better. When they don't have their linebackers available to them to help in coverage, they're very vulnerable on the inside, and that's where Cooper Cup is going to destroy you on Sunday if you're not able to do that. So you better be able to get your linebackers back into coverage, and if they can do those things, that will give the Bengals a chance to win this football game. Special teams. I think it's a coin flip for these two teams in special teams. I I don't know if you can look at one aspect of special teams and say that you know one team is that much better. I, you might could lend it to the Rams a little bit because they have that return game that that gives them some chances. But I mean, you know, you look at Cincinnati; they got the return game too as well. So I I don't know that there's a distinct advantage in special teams. I will say, if it comes down to a field goal, I'd rather have the Bengals kicking a field goal to win it than the Rams because of
3: – McPherson. They,
4: they, yeah, he's just he's, – he's he doesn't miss. This yeah. guy's – they call him money McPherson for a reason, but I still say that if you overall, looking at special teams in every phase of special teams, I think it's almost a coin flip in that situation. So – I, that's how I think the Rams or the Bengals, either one, can win the ballgame.
2: Interesting that you you had Cincinnati running short routes, long, sustained drives. You're talking about getting the Rams' defense tired? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because if the Rams' defense is fresh, as you pointed out, the Rams up front, uh, it, it it's could it's get gonna ugly. Lo- it's going to be a long day. <laughs> it, going, yeah. it could get oh, ugly, yeah. so you got to get them tired. Yeah, you do. 8, 9, 10, 11 play drives.
4: And that's what I'm saying. Those short routes will also yeah. get them out on the edge, make them chase to the sidelines, go sideline to sideline, and that could help you
2: out as well. Interesting. Good stuff, War. We'll appreciate it. 759. Hey, a couple of thoughts from the CNC Collision Center text line. This is from the 903 guys. It says, hey, guys, uh, I don't know if you all heard, but there's a football game this weekend. <laughs> Give me Cincinnati on another walk-off field goal. How about that? That's for, t- for timing. Yeah, I can uh, definitely see that. Uh, and then uh, from the two eight one, it's the Rams 26 and the Bengals 22. You know what? I- I'm okay with either one of those because they're close. What I don't want is 45-3. to three. I don't think we're going to see that. Uh, I know, don't either. I Rams, really don't. You know, the last time the Rams were in this position, they got
3: obliterated. They only scored three points. So I, I think that if their mindset is coming out. It's going to be a close matchup, man. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we got overtime. I, I really Ooh. wouldn't.
2: Be the second time in in Super Bowl history, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, so good stuff. All right. Uh, Seven fifty nine. Let's uh, get back to talking some Baylor athletics. Let's bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris, with today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
13: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
5: Everybody, it's time a check of Baylor athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, heading into a busy weekend in Baylor Athletics that includes a men's women's basketball doubleheader tomorrow in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
10: Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation.
5: Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand, ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Want to be a part of all things Baylor
3: Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub
5: Club member today.
13: Now back to today's Baylor sports beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
5: And welcome back. It is a busy weekend in Baylor athletics that includes the start of the 2022 Baylor softball season. Glenn Moore and Baylor softball opening at a tournament today in Natchitoches, Louisiana. They'll play four games over three days. The broadcast of Baylor softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor women's tennis on the road for a couple of matches this weekend. They'll play at Denver today, at Colorado tomorrow. Third ranked Baylor men's tennis at home today versus Tulsa at 2, tomorrow versus seventh ranked Virginia also at 2 p.m. Baylor track and field runs in Lubbock at the Texas Tech Shootout. Equestrian hosting TCU tomorrow morning at 11. And it's a basketball doubleheader in the Farrell Center tomorrow, beginning with the 10th-ranked Baylor men hosting the 20th-ranked Texas Longhorns. It is the first meeting of the season between these two. Here's head coach Scott Drew.
7: Yeah, it's been a different schedule, as, as everybody knows, with uh, uh, Kansas and Texas on the back end's part of things. But uh, uh, I know it's a quick turnaround for us. They've been uh, had a big win on Monday. They're playing really well. Um, coach Beer's done a great job with them. Um, they got a lot of 23, 24-year-old, 22-year-old. Yeah. So um, we gotta we got to make sure we're prepared and ready, and our home crowd will be huge for us. They've done a great job uh, uh, this year, and can't thank them enough for uh, helping make our home court an advantage.
5: Scott Drew and the 10th-ranked Bears hosting 20th-ranked Texas tomorrow morning in the Farrell Center. On the air at 10.30, tip-off at 11, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on ESPN2 and the 10th ranked Baylor women hosting West Virginia tomorrow at 5 in the Farrell Center that broadcast beginning at 4:30 right here on ESPN Central Texas television on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus and that's today's Baylor sports beat talk to you tomorrow from the Farrell Center and
1: have more Monday I'm John Morris Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Rhodes joining us, Director of Athletics at Baylor.
0: He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach.
4: Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with.
11: Mm, <laughs> mm. Might be on to something.
1: <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222 DC Waco, K265 DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, just after eight o'clock. Welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett. We're glad to have you with us here on a Friday morning from the Allen Samuels Studios and our. Our program is brought to you in part by VersaLift Southwest, and we welcome into the program from the Dallas Cowboys broadcast team, Kyle Yeomans. First of all, Kyle, from all of us here at ESPN Central Texas, we say congratulations on your recent engagement.
14: Well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, me and my now fiance, Lorena, got engaged over the weekend. And uh, I, of course, I'm born and raised in Waco down there in the area, and then I, I went to school at North Texas at, at UNT, and, and that's when we had met. was back in 2017. So we're both very excited and very thankful, and appreciate you guys uh, in the congratulations. It,
2: it looked like it looked like a football thing, man. It looked like there was a game plan, and then the plan was then <laughs> executed.
14: You know uh, much better execution, I feel like on on my part throughout that process than <laughs> we saw a lot throughout the cowboys season, but Ooh. yeah, no, it was super super thankful that that we got it done and and I had a lot of help in planning that as well i can't can't take all the credit for it, but yeah we we were uh super grateful that it worked out and of course. She's happy, I'm happy and and it was a a beautiful night that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Okay,
2: Kyle, you you you're going to have to quickly understand it doesn't matter if you're happy as long as she's happy.
14: <laughs> as long as she's happy. You I got it.
2: With you. <laughs> hey, uh let's talk a little football here. Uh there was a lot of conversation uh during the uh, early portion of the off season about would the Cowboys retain their defensive coordinator with with the offensive coordinator hanging around heck is the head coach safe with jerry jones could we see a new head football coach in dallas and at the end of the day all three are still in in their same positions
14: yeah that's the biggest thing is was there going to be a chance to keep the coordinators in (laughs) Especially early on, it was it was almost like a foregone conclusion that the answer was going to be no. I mean, Kellen Moore was one of the hot commodities in the NFL. He had this top offense that was firing on all cylinders. Oh my goodness, he's going to be the next uh, Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan, this young hip coach in terms of offensive firepower. Uh, What exactly can he do as a head coach? Well. Of course, that dwindled off in the back half of the season. Dan Quinn certainly deserved a, a head coaching job in this cycle, and, and of course, he won the AP Assistant Head Coach or uh, Assistant Coach of the Year award last night during the NFL honors, and so he he deserved it because of the turnaround, because of what they had done throughout the season, and yes, he elected to stay back maybe after he didn't get a couple jobs or he kind of had a conversation with the Jones family and he's going to stick around and, and be a part of this coaching staff in, in 2022. So where, yeah, you're right. Where does that leave Mike McCarthy? And I think there's a, a, a huge vote of pressure against him going into this off season, going into the season to have success because now not only is one coordinator breathing down his neck, but both coordinators are back again this season. I feel like after a, a six win improvement, the the six and 10 season in 2020, the 12 and five here in 2021, uh, I, I think there, it would have been hard to really get rid of Mike McCarthy with a uh, legitimate cause, but going into this year, if there's no playoff success, especially with the high expectations that they have, then I think Mike McCarthy will be one of those coaches on the hot season uh, coming next off season. And uh, that's just something that I think this this front office is going to have to decide moving forward.
4: Do you think the biggest reason Mike McCarthy is not on the hot seat this year is because Jerry Jones just does not want to admit that maybe he made a mistake at this point in juncture?
14: I think there's a little bit of that Uh, because if if he didn't like Mike McCarthy in that sitting, if he didn't like McCarthy as the head coaching hire, uh, then he could make that move at any point. So why is he not making that move? Well, one, maybe it's because he actually does believe in Mike McCarthy or two, because like you said, if he doesn't believe in Mike McCarthy, maybe he wants to be right. Maybe he wants to let him stick it out for a little bit longer and see exactly what he could do as a head coach. Can he get back to that Super Bowl caliber winning uh, like he had in green Bay and, and at least build something special in green Bay, Mike McCarthy's second year, they went to the NFC championship game. So he had a track record of a quick turnaround and he, sure he brought, provided that turnaround, but if you're not going to win playoff games, then what does it matter? And I think, jerry is a little bit less uh patient when it comes to that uh, this time around you're not going to see the leeway that maybe a jason garrett got throughout his tenure you're going to see a short leash on just how far mike mccarthy can go with this football team before uh jerry would maybe look for a replacement
3: Kyle, i switch gears to the super bowl and uh, with when you look at the Rams, all talk is about the acquisitions they made, right? Like bringing all these guys in. It's it's win now or bust for them. But Cincinnati made some great acquisitions as well, bringing in guys like Adobe Woozier and you had uh, Open GB and uh, Larry Helton. Yeah. If they didn't bring those guys over, would they be in this position?
14: No, I don't think so. I think they made the right moves that that kind of worked with their roster and. They did it in different ways, too. I mean, Cincinnati really built through free agency, and, of course, with the draft being uh, Jamar Chase and what he's kind of done and uh, stepping into that that wide receiver role, and, and then Joe Burrow, of course, two seasons prior. So Cincinnati did it kind of the traditional way, built through the draft and then find some guys in free agency, some veterans that come in and make a high impact, and then ultimately get into a position where you can make a run when those pieces come together. Whereas the Rams really built their roster in a different way. And it's been a topic of conversation throughout Cowboys nation, especially entering this off season where you don't have a ton of cap room, if any cap room at all, really. Uh, and, And there are going to be some tough decisions to be made. The Rams built through trading away draft picks through kind of going all in, pushing the chips to the middle of the table, and then uh, finding out exactly what they have from that point moving forward. I mean, look at what they've traded away in the last almost half decade and almost decade when you look ahead to the draft picks that they do, don't have anymore. They don't value the early round of the draft the same way that a lot of teams do. And, hey, they find, they have found themselves in the Super Bowl again for the second time in four seasons, and then now maybe they get a chance to win one against this uh, this Bengals team, or that isn't necessarily Tom Brady like they faced the first time around.
2: Kyle, we all know that the the because of the way the the presentation of the Super Bowl from the NFL, yeah, in the way it looks and in, in the way it's presented. I mean, but still and yet the Rams are playing in their home stadium. Is that? A, how big of an advantage is it? Uh, clearly it's an advantage, but how how big of an advantage do you think?
14: Uh, I think it is an advantage to a certain extent. I don't know if it's as much so as it would have been. And it's interesting because last year, of course, Tampa Bay being in Tampa Bay was the first time that a team had played in front of their home crowd in a Super Bowl before. But even that home crowd was a limited crowd because of the 2020 pandemic and because of COVID-19 they had a limited capacity to that game a season ago whereas this year it's full capacity but it's in LA and the Rams of course not with the the biggest fan base out of all these different teams uh, in the NFL and then with it being in LA it's going to be more of an experience rather than like a fan destination so I don't know if it's going to be a huge loud crowd per se like you would see maybe in the NFC championship game or throughout other playoff games that the Rams hosted out at SoFi but it's an advantage because of the 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 comfort of being able to sleep in your own bed of not having to go through a full week of travel of of already being where you need to be in terms of the Super Bowl and Having that kind of home preparation, that home motivation, uh, where you get to go to the stadium in the same locker room that you're normally in week in and week out. It's that familiarity and that comfort level that will help calm the nerves going into what is the biggest game of a lot of these players' career. And they don't have to do that in an unknown environment or in a completely different state or have to spend a week on the road they get a chance to kind of be calm and and have that kind of mentality going into the week uh, as opposed to what th- is the norm or it, especially what Cincinnati's going to have to do.
4: Kyle, we mentioned a few minutes ago, Garrett, we asked you about, you know, the Rams were built to win now because of what they did in the offseason last year. Do the Cowboys ever get to that point? Does Jerry Jones ever get to the point where he has to put this thing together because he knows his window's closing very rapidly is this the off season that maybe you see some big acquisitions for the cowboys it because of the fact that they need to win now with the nucleus they have we just a few players away or are they much further away than that
14: i i think that's the decision that needs to be made this off season jerry's not necessarily ever had an off season so volatile as as this one just because one you have a coaching staff that is either (laughs) overachieving or underachieving depending on who you talk to about the coordinators and of course the head coach you have a quarterback who has been locked up on a franchise big deal moving forward but he's also been banged up so there's question marks around his health going into the last three years of his massive deal that he signed Uh, You've got all these guys tied up in these big contracts that you can't necessarily get out of. And you've got $21 million over the cap space already, as you look at what the roster stands right now. So if you're going to make some big acquisitions, you just pure and simple don't have the money to do so, but you also have the pressure of turning around after a 12 and five season, a disappointing run and finding enough pieces that can make you successful going into the 2022 campaign because if not, then you're right. That window is starting to close because right now it really feels like you're at the back uh, the back half of a window uh, after a tough playoff loss, rather than maybe 20 or 2016, 2018 when you were at the front end of that window and you still felt like there was something on the table with this young core, this young nucleus of players that just didn't just wasn't ready for the big lights wasn't ready for the spotlight just yet to get to a championship game or go to the Super Bowl whereas now you feel like oh my goodness this this window is closing this opportunity is slowly slipping away do we either kick the can down the road a little bit more extend the window or do we cut ties now with a lot of these guys with contracts that aren't necessarily fruitful and taking up a ton of room you cut ties with those guys now and then move forward and maybe try and open that window up in a better opportunity a couple years down the road
2: Hey Kyle uh, man we uh, we do appreciate your time enjoy the game on uh, on Sunday and uh, and thanks so much for being with us again today
14: Yeah guys absolutely thanks for having me
2: Talk to you soon. That is uh, Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys. It is 8-18. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. want to say thanks to Mark and to Sally over at Morrison's Gifts for having us out yesterday. John Morris did a show uh, from, the, uh, from the patio at Morrison's Gifts. It was a beautiful day, and a lot of folks came by, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Morrison's Gifts has the gifts you need to make this Valentine's the best ever. At Morrison's, you'll find the best gifts, such as John Hart, and consuela bags, totes, and accessories. They've got bath and body lotion, soaps, candles, inspirational gifts. Uh, and, and if you if you want to get a gift that you know that's kind of Waco-ish, they've got those as well. Is Waco-ish a word?
3: I think. Can we roll with that? You just made it. Let's yeah. Run with okay.
2: It. We're gonna run with that. But yeah, they they've got the if you know if you want to if you want to pretend like you're a tourist in your home in your own hometown, you can get some you can get some great gifts over at Morrison's Gifts as well. Always uh, free gift wrapping, local delivery, and shipping anywhere. Morrison's Gifts is located strategically next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Drive. Stop by and see him today. And, you know, hey, look, Monday's the day, so they're open today, they're open tomorrow, and then the, all the pressure's on you on Monday to go get it done. So it's, uh, it's Morrison's Gifts. Stop by and say hello.
6: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike Point. Mostly sunny on this Friday, and it's going to be a beautiful day. A very warm day, too, with highs topping out at 77 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 43, and tomorrow a cold front moves through. That means we'll see a mix of sun and clouds, temperatures only in the lower 50s, and very windy conditions. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather
1: recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big
2: 12.
15: I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life, this is what happens, things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere.
1: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
9: This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket, even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly.
8: Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign.
10: At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment. Equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is.
13: When a nasty cold keeps you up all night, (laughs) Vic's
10: NyQuil Severe
13: gives you powerful relief from your worst cold and flu symptoms, which changes a night that sounds like this (coughs) into a night that sounds more like this. Ah, that's better. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold medicine. Use as directed.
4: Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting one six one one You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook.
2: Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas Taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. 823 welcome back into the program this is game time and we're brought to you in part by good feet in the Central Texas marketplace all right we were talking about this what Monday or Tuesday all of the craziness when it comes to to Vegas and the Super Bowl you know coin flips you can bet on the coin flips you can bet on the first first all the cra- So Garrett decided to take us through and let us know how he's going to spend his money on Sunday. (laughs) My money. Okay, let's see here. So some of the fun prop bets that
3: I come across were what color shoes will Snoop Dogg have on at halftime? That's Um, a bet? Yeah, that's one of the bets you can make. I'm going to ride with blue. Um, One of the colors that you can – or the color of the liquid, and it didn't specify Gatorade or whatever, but the color of the liquid that is poured on the coach. That is something that you could bet on. Wow. Um, then I'm going to roll with with uh, blue. you going to roll with blue? Uh, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. Will there be a walk-off game winning field goal kicked in the regulation? That's a bet that you can make. Yeah. Obviously, with McPherson. That makes, that makes sense. Uh, you have, will there be a score-agami? Beg your pardon? What a is that? A score is when the game ends with a score that has never happened before. So, will we have a score a gummy Like 11-10 to 10 or something? Yeah, something random like that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go no. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things where it's tricky. I don't think you'll see it. But this one, you got the LSU special. Will Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham Jr., and Joe Burrow all score touchdowns? Whoa, okay.
2: How about that? That's a good one.
3: That, that is a good one. one. Big boy touchdown. Any offensive lineman to score a touchdown?
4: Well, with nowadays they run in the tackle eligible into mm-hmm. the end zone. We've seen that mm-hmm. several times this year. That's that's probably, and, that may be a good bet.
2: And you've seen tackles line up as fullbacks as well. Yep. yep. So, yeah. This one is highly unlikely just
3: because of the rule changes, obviously, but opening kickoff, is that going to be returned for a touchdown or not? Um, Ooh. It's, be, not it's not going to get returned at all. I, I bet that's a
4: pretty good odds on that one, isn't there?
3: There is, let's see, it says yes plus Fifty two hundred, Ooh. Really? So
2: I, I, I you would, can
3: make some money on that
2: one. Yeah, if it I would have, you could. I would have thought the, you know, if you want to make some money, is the opening kickoff going to sell out of the back of the end zone?
4: Yes. <laughs> well, they, and that's going to be a low percentage. So you're right. not if yeah. you bet on that.
3: Okay, you win five bucks. And then the last one I come across, and I think this is one that. It's always going to be there from now on. Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? During that time
2: <laughs> no, no. So, how many times will we see the Goodyear blimp? Oof. Zero. It's an indoor stadium. Yeah, but I mean, they'll still, I know they'll still show it. Yeah, aerial coverage provided by. Yeah. Well, they'll yeah. have that, but yeah. I don't know.
4: I don't know the last time I've actually seen the camera on the blimp.
2: Because it's not I've, always the Goodyear blimp. I mean, there's I, I, several well, others that yeah, have blimps. Met Life, and there's yeah, been yeah. several
4: of them out there. But remember, you used to, when they would say that. Yeah,
3: that you would see the shot. You would see down. the shot
4: of the blimp above the stadium. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that in a have long time. Have you ever time. been in a blimp? No,
2: I have not. No. You know, they used to have an air show out of TSTC. And one year, they were going to let media ride in the blimp. Uh-huh. And, and I could not get loose from the radio station and go do it. I would love to. Now, I did fly with the uh, – uh, the, uh, uh the um the parachute team the navy parachute team what do they call uh, called? uh it, that was fun i mean with the with the door open and them jumping out of the plane jumping out of a perfectly good plane uh that was fun i got to do that a couple of times but i did not get to run and i always wanted to i think that would be the coolest thing cuz you're just tooling around man you're you know you're doing what 20 miles an hour maybe so they didn't give you an option to jump uh no <laughs> You're just not not happening uh you know what back then i probably would have I probably would have back then. (laughs) A lot of crazy stuff. Uh, 827, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk about Brokerage House. Uh, Sell your home in five days with the Brokerage House. They guarantee it or they are going to buy your home for what you agree upon prior to listing. The uh, Brokerage House is your connection to buyers from around Central Texas, but also around the nation and internationally as well. The Brokerage House and Aaron Ryan have a uh, proven marketing system that will generate offers above market value and multiple offers. You want to know more about it? Uh, contact him at 5daystosold.com. So that's the, the, uh, the numeral 5, then daystosold.com. 5daystosold.com. Or call Aaron at 817-812-2978.
13: Scott Brew and the Bears all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
5: The Bears back home in the Farrell Center Saturday for a top 20 matchup with the Texas Longhorns. 1030 a.m. for the countdown to tip off. 11 a.m. tip off Saturday.
13: Follow the defending Big 12 and national champion Bears the entire season with Pat and John. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. Say big during the President's Day sales event at Allen Samuels. The new 2022 Wagoneer Series 2 and 3 has 2.9% for 72 months, plus $1,500 in bonus cash. For all first responders, get an extra $500. Shop this incredible vehicle for performance, style, and reliability today from Allen Samuels in Waco. With a President's Day sales event going on now, come shop their 150 new car and truck inventory. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements.
6: Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one for reliability in the under 100 horsepower category, they're designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100 now through February 28th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
13: WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com whatever it is
1: northern tool can help you build it fix it haul it hoist it blast it trim it tow it weld it and well you get the idea northern tool and equipment quality tools for serious work
4: stock your shop this week at northern tool and equipment stop in and save on floor jacks shop seats hand tools chemicals oils and more shop in store online or get it curbside northern tool and equipment Quality tools for serious work.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Super Bowl weekend has started with the NFL honoring some of its best performers. The Cowboys' Micah Parsons is the Defensive Rookie of the Year and Dan Quinn, the Assistant Coach of the Year. Aaron Rodgers is once again the league MVP. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred says the two sides have come to terms on three issues. There will now be a draft lottery. The designated hitter will be league-wide and draft choice compensation has been eliminated. The two sides meet again tomorrow. SEC generated over $770 million. Each school will receive a share slightly less than $55 million each.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: 831, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program. Doc Holiday from the Believe It Sports Network. He hosts Believe in Rams podcast. And Doc, uh, we're a couple of days away. Uh, are, are you are you kind of anxious about this game on Sunday? Do you still kind of get jazzed up for for uh, for these kind of these football games?
0: No, nah, bro, because I don't get those checks anymore, man. You know what I'm saying? I still get happy. You know, I still get happy for my you know my former franchise, especially being in a position like this. But as far as getting anxious. Nah, you know what I mean? I, I want them to win, but I, I do understand, you know, football players' mentality, man. They go into the game, especially a game like this. They want to win, but, you know, a lot of times when they lose, they be cool the next day or the next two days once that direct deposit is. So, I'm in that mode where I ain't getting a direct deposit, so I don't be talking too much off of them. <laughs> they, uh,
2: <laughs> They're at home. Is that an advantage, or or, or, the, or does the way the NFL present the Super Bowl kind of kind of negate that?
0: No, you know, it's always an advantage when you don't have to travel, man. You don't have to go somewhere else and sleep in a hotel for a week or however long they've been down there, you know, when you travel to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you know, you're still comfortable. You're around familiar surroundings. Uh, You don't have to deal with, you know, other people and really a lot of outside influences because you can cocoon yourself up in your own house and you know routes. So, yeah, that's an advantage. But once the game starts, once you get into the arena, that ain't necessarily an advantage because you're probably gonna have uh, equal amount of fans cheering for both squads. So, but just the fact that not having to get on an airplane and living in a hotel and eating, you know, strange food for a week, man, you still gonna have your wife or your girlfriend or your girlfriend and your wife. You know, <laughs> man, so <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just saying, not me. I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, but yeah.
4: <laughs> hey, Doc, how how big a distraction is that two weeks uh, in between? The end of the regular season, or the end of the playoffs, and getting into the Super Bowl, and 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 how do teams adjust to that two week period of time before you get back onto the field?
0: You know, during the regular season, man, if you're not hurt, you know, I used to hate having a a, a bye week basically and have to wait two weeks to play another game because you don't want to just be out there practicing for nothing because that's what it feels like when you when you have a whole week of practicing, you know, you don't have a game on that uh, on that Sunday. So you feel like you're out there for nothing. But in a situation like this, I would love to have a two-week block, man, before a big game because if you're hurt, if you're banged up, you know, because a lot of times cats in the regular season, they be be playing hurt. They don't be injured, but they be playing hurt. They have a bruise. They have something that's bothering them. They have a sprain. They have a strain, but they push through it. That's the difference between hurt and being injured. But two weeks before a Super Bowl, if you got those little nicks and necks, man, you can let that heel on up and you you can go out there feeling fresh. So uh I'm pretty sure they they're happy about a two week break uh from the NFC AFC championship game to the Super Bowl because it gives them more time to get their bodies back refreshed so they can really go out there and give maximum performance.
3: Doc with uh all the the attention gonna be on um Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup. Is this a situation where we could expect like a breakout game for Van Jefferson?
0: You know what? Uh I would like to say yeah, but probably not because regardless of the attention Cooper Cup gets, Matthew Stafford's going to throw him the ball anyway. So he can get all the attention in the world. He's going to get the rock. He's going to get targeted about 13 to 14 times. And normally Cooper Cup catches about eight or nine of those, uh, most of the times 10. So he's going to get his targets, even though they're going to be looking at him. OBJ going to get his targets because a lot of them gonna be looking at Cooper Cup, and they're going to be looking at him as well. But they cannot sleep on Van Jefferson because really all Van Jefferson wants to do is go deep. That's his job. When you come out there, man, you were, you you run a deep post, a deep skinny post. You run a fly route. You run a deep dig route. That's what he does to try to get on top of the free safety. So uh, the Cincinnati Bengals cannot forget about him. But I can tell you what, whoever's playing tight end, I don't think Tyler Higbee is going to be able to play. I don't know. But if he does or Kendall Blanton, that's who they need to watch out for because while you're paying attention to all those other dudes, those tight ends be killing them underneath, man, with those underneath routes, those curl routes, and those little shallow crossing routes. So that's who the Bengals need to be looking at, those tight ends, because Matthew Stafford will hit them and catch them off guard.
2: Doc, we, we've talked a lot this week here on this program about, you know, the Cincinnati's playing with house money, the Rams that are built for now, and the pressure's on the Rams. Is that legit? Is the pressure really on the Rams? And, and is it really house money for the Bengals going into this game Sunday?
0: Yeah, it's house money, man. Yeah, the pressure is all on the Rams because they went all in. They they This is what they did, everything they did for. This is why they gave up a couple of you know big draft picks a couple of years ago to get Jalen Ramsey. That's why you give up Jerry Goff along with two first-round picks to get Matthew Stafford. You don't get – you know. I think they even tried to trade away – Eric Dickinson as well. And Eric was like, hold on, bro. You can't trade me. Hell, I'm a Hall of Fame. I don't <laughs> yeah man. So, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah they, they gave up everything and uh, uh, to get to this point, not only just to get to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl. So, yes, the pressure is on Les Ney and Sean McVay. They said, so, okay, y'all went all in to get to win a Super Bowl. So, let's see. In Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they sucked two years ago when they was 2-14. They were horrible last year when they were 4-11-1. So, no one expected them to be there this year. So they've already accomplished anything that anybody possibly thought that was accomplished by getting here. So they can go out there and play comfortably, man, because if they lose by 30, no one is really going to give them a hard time. But if they win by two, they're going to shock everybody. So, yeah, Cincinnati, they are playing with house money, and the pressure is on the Rams.
4: Doc, one of the most intriguing matchups for me coming up on Sunday is the Rams defensive line against that offensive line of the Bengals and being able to move Sam Darnelson in from the interior maybe to an edge rusher and give him an opportunity to to really thrive in Sunday's game. Is that one of the big matchups you're looking at as well?
0: Yeah, man. You know, because when you look at uh, you look at what Cincinnati's offensive line could not do against the Titans when they sacked them nine times, you know, you have to be Aaron Donald be like, oh, I know them dudes that on oh, the Titans are good, but they're not me. You know, so, of course, A.B., but he comes at you anyway. Leonard Floyd comes at you anyway. Von Miller comes at you anyway. And even Greg Gaines begins to some push in the middle. So, yeah, that, that Rams defensive line, I'm I'm pretty sure they're looking at that Cincinnati offensive line and like, okay, y'all thought y'all had problems a couple of weeks ago. Wait till you see me. But on the other end, they had to be thinking like, God dang, Tennessee Tice literally sacked this dude nine times, and he got up and kept swinging that thing and still won by decision. That's almost like in a heavyweight matchup. You know, you get knocked down nine times. You get knocked down one time in each round, like Joe Burrow did against the Titans. And you still come back and win the decision. So I'm pretty sure the Rams thinking about that, but they also understand that you may get to Burrow, you may knock him down, but you see he's tough. He's going to get back up and keep slinging it and will not lose any confidence and will not have any fear that sets in his mind.
3: Doc, you mentioned it a while ago with Higby more than likely going to be out of this game. Does that make it more of an, an influence to get Cam Akers involved in the passing game for the Rams?
0: Yeah, you know, they're going even if even with he could be out there, they have to get him involved in the passing game anyway, man, because you know, what Cam Akers brings as far as he's quicker than Sony Michelle, he's faster than Sony Michelle, he's more explosive than Sony Michelle. They may have the same kind of hands as far as catching the rock, but as far as pass blocking they're the same, but Cam Akers is gonna be he's gonna be a problem anyway. You gotta use him, man, because when you use Cam Akers and when you you have the play action, you can play action to him that's going to set the linebackers, play action to them. Sometimes you have them block, block, and then you call the same play. You throw throw a screen to them. So Cam Akers is going to be huge because he influences what those Sam linebackers and that Mike linebacker, he influences what they do because all Matthew Stafford is, because they love the play action. They want those linebackers to just sit still for about a half a second or maybe a second long enough for Cooper Cup to get behind them, long enough for OBJ to get behind them, uh, to get behind them, so – yeah, they're definitely going to have to use Cam Makers in that passing game, and in that running game, and he's going to have to be effective.
2: Doc, are the Rams in this game if they don't acquire Matthew Stafford? I, I, I guess what I'm asking, can Goff make the same throws that Stafford can make?
0: Well, I'm going to ask you this. The Rams would be in this game if they didn't acquire Matthew Stafford because it's in far. They would be buying tickets. They would be able to go because they're right there at home. But playing in the game, nah, if, if the Rams still had Jerry Golf. Guns- no, nah, because he had lost all confidence in himself, man. Jerry Goff wouldn't have been able to, you know, overcome tough t- times, overcome a tough play, overcome a tough game without being all down on himself. And It was to the point where his body language used to say it all, man. So I don't think the players had enough confidence to even believe in Jerry Goff if he had a bad throw or a bad player played in a bad game to even want to play that much harder because they're thinking, okay, you about to fold up, so. Uh, if the Rams still had Jerry Goff at quarterback, no, nah, they wouldn't be playing in the Super Bowl. Not this year.
4: What was the most fun part about Super Bowl week?
0: Man, you know what? It's just the fact that you look. I mean, the fun part is when you're looking at what everybody else is doing. So that's who's really having fun. Everybody else is having fun. You're watching it, but you are in the midst of it. It's good to it's it's good to go around and even when you're an unknown player, you know, like when I played for the Rams. Only people in Memphis knew me. The people, you know, it, St. Louis, some of them knew me because they knew their players. But in a, in a position like this, pretty much everybody has done their research and they know you at the team hotel. They know you out with the, with the players. So getting that, that notoriety and that recognition, man, and that helps you understand and realize where you are and exactly what, what is going on. So it's huge, man. But it's really everybody else that's having fun because if, if, if you're serious about your craft, you're gonna be focused on what you gotta do.
3: Doc, as a running back, when you know that you're going up against a defensive line that's got guys like Aaron Donald and you got Vaughn Miller coming off the edge and you're you know, hey, I'm gonna to have to pick up a lot of these blocks. What is your mindset going in and, and how do you balance that with the regular task of running and, and receiving out of the backfield?
0: I'll tell you this, man. Uh uh who was in a running back meeting one we was in the running back room one time, we would get ready play the Grand Bay Packers. So we're sitting there watching them, we're watching them, you know, scout film against the Detroit Lions. Now, of course, we had got kind of caught up watching what Barry Sanders was doing. But then they were like, no, look, look man, we, you know, it was me, Lawrence Phillips, Gerald Moore. We looked up and like, hold on, hold on, coach. So you telling us you want us to chip Reggie White if he gets loose? Oh, we like, oh, OK, we got you. We looked at each other like, man, hell no, that's going to be a sack, bro. <laughs> 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 you must be crazy. That's the same thing, man. You know, you got with Joe Mixon, Aaron Donald is not, you know, he had, he had he, he's not as strong and big as Reggie White. But yeah, you, you, you're looking at him and you're like, okay, uh, uh, Joe Mixon got to be like in those Cincinnati Bengals running backs, wherever they're like, okay, because they're going to keep them in to help pass block because Aaron Donald, even when you double team him, he keeps coming, man. He never stopped coming. He can play 60 plays and you can block him 59. He's going to keep giving that same effort on that 60th play just like he did against the 49ers, man. So you got to always be cognizant of that. And the running backs be like, ah, dang, this is one of them games where I can't even really get out to the pass route because I got to stay here and make sure these dudes don't get loose, man. So, uh, yeah, they're thinking about it, but they're like, well, I got to do what I have to do.
2: Hey, Doc, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your podcast, Believe in Rams, and where we can find it.
0: Well, you can, you can find the Believe in Rams podcast, B L E A B on all podcast platforms, man. It's me and uh my brother, Isaac Bruce, he and I played at Memphis together. Uh, when I when I got to the St. Louis Rams, I got there. I started up on the practice squad. First, I was in there camping, balled out. Uh, then they activated me, so we stayed together in St. Louis, man. So, you know, we've been like brothers since 92. So, I, I mean, I made him. He had a one-bedroom apartment in St. Louis. I was like, hey, bro, you make more money than me, so I'm staying with you, my guy, so I can save my money. And that's exactly what I did. Ike was like, look, I keep 5000 in here for groceries or whatever. So in about a day or two, I had all that spent out, man. So that's you know, I was like, he's like, gross. I was like, no, nah, bro. I've been, i been hanging out. You make more money than me. So it's me and my brother Isaac, man, yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the game Sunday, and uh, and thanks so much for being with us.
0: No problem. Thank you all for having me,
2: man. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Doc Holiday. It's called Believe in Rams on the uh, Believe Sports Network. Great podcast, and uh, man, he was a lot of fun. All right, uh, 844. <clears throat> this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's take a second, and let's talk about our good friends at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Uh, look, uh, the Emory family has, uh, has, been, has been handling this for over four generations. Uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has built their reputation one customer at a time, and They've got a simple objective, and that's to make sure that their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They offer the best in custom metal buildings. They've got hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, residential metal roofing. They carry all sizes of pipe. They also stock American Grade 60 rebar. Basically, they're your one-stop shop For all your steel needs. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a couple of locations. They're down in Bryan and they're also here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane. You can check them out twenty four seven at pioneerboys.com. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, half a day on Saturday from 8 until noon. Don't forget they deliver and they unload. It's Pioneer Steel and Pipe.
13: Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday,
5: February 17th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and baseball coach Steve Rodriguez.
13: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN
2: Central Texas.
8: The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas Legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constant constitutional conservative for county court at law number three vote for judge ryan luna early voting ends february 25th to learn more visit ryanluna.tx.com. political ad paid for by the judge ryan luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the judicial campaign fairness act
4: okay so what's the most important part about your house no nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave think about it the most important thing is your roof Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid.
1: ESPN Radio Sports
7: Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Super Bowl weekend has started with the NFL honoring some of its best performers. The Cowboys' Micah Parsons is the defensive rookie of the year, and Dan Quinn, the assistant coach of the year. Aaron Rodgers is once again the league MVP. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred says the two sides have come to terms on three issues. There will now be a draft lottery. The designated hitter will be league-wide, and draft choice compensation has been eliminated. The two sides meet again tomorrow. The SEC generated over 770 million dollars. Each school will receive a share, slightly less than 55 million each. Sports Center, every 20
1: minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 podcast on ESPN Central Texas.
2: 8:50, 10 away from nine. Welcome into the program, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked On Big 12. First of all, Josh uh i'm glad you're feeling better man uh good to talk to you
15: yes i appreciate that i i'm feeling uh, a little bit better you know it's it's a it, it'll get you man i mean I, i'm young i'm pretty healthy but covid's no joke so everybody else still stay safe out there it's out there
2: absolutely hey big game in waco tomorrow morning uh it, it is baylor and texas and uh you know we were just talking about it texas is going to be playing their fifth straight topped Twenty basketball team when they come into Waco on Saturday
15: yeah it's actually funny I've been going through a lot of the schedules and like every single team it feels like in the Big 12 has had a stretch where you know something like that has been the case uh you know Oklahoma is in a really difficult stretch right now you know it's happening for Texas but you know with stretches like that it comes opportunity uh Porter Moser actually said this yesterday when he was on Big 12 radio on Sirius XM, he was like, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks to play in, but, like, also you appreciate it, you know, because it's an opportunity every single night to play somebody good, to have a different challenge. And I've talked about with you guys too. It's going to prepare you for the tournament because you see all different kinds of teams in the Big 12, teams that rebound well, teams that shoot the three well, teams that attack the rim well and get to the free throw line. So you have different kinds of challenges. And, sure, it can be a burden right now, but – down the line of the tournament, you're like, wow, is there really anything that I'm not prepared for?
8: Are, are we
4: going to see any separation in this league as we get closer to tournament time, or do you think it's going to come down to, you know, whoever has the home court advantage or whoever has the best night shooting comes out of this thing standing?
15: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to – you mentioned the home court advantage. You know, looking at it right now, uh, Texas has not lost at the Irwin Center this season, I believe. Uh, you know, Texas Tech has not lost at home at either. You know, at, at United Supermarkets Arena, KU does have the loss to Kentucky, but in conference play, I don't think they've lost at home yet this season either. So all of these teams that, now, you know, uh, Baylor did have the two losses earlier on at home, but um, you know they've kind of shored up that home court advantage. So it kind of feels like yeah, right now, really the big thing is like who is at home, and that's you know because you play excuse me, usually one on the road, one at home or two on the you know, two at home and two on the road, kind of like that. Uh it's difficult to really get any separation. I mean that K U N last week is holding up for them right now, but they went on the road and they lost uh to Texas. And Baylor got a win this week and so that kind of you know puts Baylor out now back what a half game once again. So yeah, home court advantage really is what's mattering. I thought Texas Tech might be able to step into that uh one two conversation with a win against uh Oklahoma on the road but OU played an awesome game and got it done at the Lloyd Noble Center on their home floor so just goes to show you home court advantage kind of reigning supreme right now at the top of the conference
3: and speaking of that Josh you know, TCU is going to have to head out to Lubbock this week I mean you don't really want to go out there facing the Red Raiders team that's coming off that disappointing loss do you
15: No not at home that place is a madhouse uh, I will say this it's like for TCU You know, what an impressive run it's been. And even if they lose this game, they'll still be 500 in the league. And that's awesome for them. You know, they're they're a surefire at this point in time, a surefire NCAA tournament team. I don't think that's going to change for them either. They need to make sure they get Mike Miles back and they get healthy. But Texas Tech at home is going to be pissed off. They're going to be angry. It's not a team I want to play. I will say, you know, like, if you ask me right now, which which Big 12 team I feel most confident in, you know, if I had to say it wasn't going to make it in the Final Four, uh, and I had to pick one. I picked Tech despite the loss, but still, it showed that on on a given night, they could be pushed around a little bit. Uh, Texas Tech got pushed around a bit by OU. OU kind of had their way with the pacing of the game and, and the way things went down. But still, Texas Tech, especially at home, is is just an absolute monster.
2: We were talking about Big 12 standings in, in regular season championships, conference uh, tournament championships. For Texas Tech, for Baylor, for Kansas uh, – other than a trophy in the trophy case, does it matter if if they finish first, second, or third?
15: You know, you like the Big Twelve. You like the Big Twelve title, I guess. But like we saw last year, I mean, does anybody remember who won the Big Twelve tournament last year? It was Texas, right? It was, and it was weird. I know there was there, there was some COVID issues, whatever. But you know, Baylor won the title. That's that's what matters. And I guess that the, the when you think about this league, you've got Kansas, right? And Kansas is a perennial power, and for them, it's usually Final Four or bust. Texas Tech was just in a national championship game in the last five years. Baylor just won a national championship last year. It's beginning not to really matter about the regular season title in this league, right? I mean, think about Duke. You know, uh, Duke has not actually been as successful as we think, but, like, Duke's last outright regular season championship in the ACC was 2010, I think it was, 2010 or 11. I think it's what I heard on television the other day. So, you know, the, the league title, it's great to have. But we're not, you know, the Big Twelve. We're not really hanging banners to that anymore. It's a conference about winning titles, and and that's in men's and women's basketball. Both.
2: Hey, Josh, what do you uh, what do you got coming up on the podcast?
15: Yeah, just had an episode come out today about hey, who's going to be a number one seed? Uh, Could any of the Big Twelve teams get a one seed? You know, there's there's three of them. I think Tech, Baylor, and Kansas all could kind of explore that. We look at the Super Bowl rosters and look at the Big Twelve players that are on both uh, the Rams and the Bengals. And also uh, a preview of this weekend's Big 12 games. That's out right now uh, on, on YouTube and wherever you guys get your podcast.
0: Hey, Josh,
2: thanks. Appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week.
15: Yep, have a good one, guys. Have a
2: good one. That is uh, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. All right, 8.56 coming up this afternoon, 3 o'clock. It's the John Moore Show. John's going to have... Texas uh, play-by-play man Craig Way on the program at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Matt Mosley, he'll be broadcasting live for the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show Sell of Champions over at the Extra Co-Event Center, and uh, we'll be over there. Should be a lot of fun, so that's coming up at 4 o'clock. Enjoy the game this weekend. Enjoy all the games this weekend. That is going to do it for us here on Game Time. For Ward and for Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday at 7. Go Bengals.